The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Ailun Nishmat Avraham ben Garaz. Avraham Ases. Alav Shalom. Dedicated by Moshe Ases. Shem Shmenev Bechayehu. Avraham ben Garaz. Ruach Hashem Tenhenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Ailun Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenhenu Began Eden. Amen. His staff is being studied for Ashlema Yosef ben Sarah, Rahamim ben Adel, Sarah bat Rachel. Enna refan alahem, betoch shar chole amo Israel. Amen. Today's staff is being studied. Le'ailun Nishmat Avraham ben Garaz, Avraham Ases, Alav Shalom, dedicated by Moshe Ases, Shem Shmenu Bechayehu. Abraham ben Garaz, Ruach Hashem Tenhenu Begin Aiden, Amen. To begin today's daf on Mem Dalet Amud Bet, when we start three lines from the bottom. Tane Shila. Shila is the name of a Tana. So he taught. Shalosh Midot Ben There are three uh, laws that have. Uh, Different consequences or different law, different rulings, I should say, regarding a ne'ara hamorasa, the ne'ara that was engaged and she was zinta, she went with somebody else. So the punishment of a ne'ara hamorasa is mita, she has death. So the there are three laws that uh, differentiate over here. Law number one: ba'ula edin bebet hamiha. If let's say witnesses came, Bebet Hamia, that means in her father-in-law's house, that means after she got married, when she's already living by her father-in-law, the witnesses showed up, and they testified, They testified that she was Mizaneh when she was in Arusa, when she was still living by her father's house. Understand? I mean, she was married, that's Bet Hamiha. And they come and testify that she, uh, when she was in Arusa, living by her father's house still, she committed znut. So the deen is, soklin ota al petach bet abiyah. So the law is, they stone her to death. <coughs> and where does the stoning take place? Petach bet abiyah. At the uh, entrance of her father's house. That's what Torah says. That she says, top line, da'ache ketiv. This is what the Pasuk says. They take the Nara and they bring her to the entrance of her father's house. Now, the classic case of Nara is talking about where she was married already and the witnesses came to testify on something she did when she was Arusa. How do we know she was married already when the witnesses came? So that she says, The Pasuk says, I was 
with her, right? And uh, she's not uh, she's not a betula. So the whole story of Naram and Rosh happens after he gets married. Then the witnesses come and say something that happened before the marriage during the Irusim. Now, what's the reason why they stole her by her father's house? As if to say, it was from this house. From this house came out this uh, this uh, this girl. Now, when you. One way you can learn it is that it's giving like the parents of Musar. That there's from this house over they raised such a uh, girl. But the Mephashim learn a little differently. They're coming along and saying that, that you shouldn't think that this new took place after she was in Nisu'ah. Because if this new took place after she's in Nisu'ah, it's a different punishment. It's Henik. So therefore they're doing it by the father's house to show it happened here. It happened when she was still the Betabiya to justify the punishment of Sikila. That's why they're doing it by the father's house. Case number two. Ba'ula'idim bibet aviha. She's in bibet aviha. Let's say the witnesses came when she was still in Arusa. Right? She didn't get married yet. And uh, they testified when she was still in bet aviha. Soklin ota petah sha'ara'ir. So she still gets stoning because the law is again in Na'adame or she's in ta. She gets sikila. The only difference over here is they stone her by the gate of the city. Here you don't have to stone her by her father's house. Because everybody knows she didn't get married yet. So then we don't need to prove that she did it when she was not Usa. It's obviously she did it when she was not Usa. In this case we opt to do it by the gates of the city, which is more public. So people will uh, know, those are the punishment you give to a Na'ram or Usa, that's uh, Zinta. So the uh, publicity factor uh, takes place in the second case over here. Yabara continues, Sarcha ul besof bagra, which means, let's say the girl, she committed snoot. We're talking about a case of Masha, Na'aram or Asad, there was witnesses, she committed snoot when she was in Na'aram, which normally the punishment is, Sikila ul besof bagra. But then she became a bogeret, right? She became a, uh, an adult, so to speak, 12 and 6 months. Tidon behenik. So our punishment is what? Henik. And the rationale is because the law of a na'aram ta is only what if she committed znut at the time that she was a na'ara. Mm-hmm. However, if she commits the znut at the time that she's a bogeret, the punishment is what? Henik. So the hadush over here is that even though she committed it at the time she was a na'ara, but now bottom line she became a bogeret, so the punishment is going to be according to what she is now. I mean, if she have, would have done it now, she would have got henik, so if she gets henik now as well. The memra, to come and say what? That any time there's a change in the body, for example, in this case she went from a na'ara to a bogeret, the, the, the death sentence changes as well because in this case over here we don't go after the time of sin we're going after the time of what she is now <coughs> again if she would have committed snoot when she was a bulgarian what would be the punishment? Henik. so therefore now that she's a bulgarian she's still going to get Henik. so the Gibara challenges this principle Urmini we have a contradiction you have a girl that is me'oreset she's in ta she committed zinut okay Bagra, and what happened? Now she became a Bulgarian and she got married. Okay, so she was an Arusa, 
And then she became a Bulgarian and she got married. Hotsi Alea Shemra. So the husband that came along was Mutsi Shemra. Now, what does Mutsi Shemra mean? He's coming along and claiming that what? She was not a Betula. It's a little different than the last case. In the last case, Namas, two witnesses came along and said uh, she was in Ta. Here, it's his claim. He's coming along and saying, hey, listen, I didn't find that she's a uh, Betula. So the deen is like this. Even though he was defaming her, he was wrong. He lied about her. But he does not get malkut and he does not pay the hundred. Because the law of Motsi Shemra is he only has to pay the hundred coins to the father when he's Motsi Shemra only if he defames her when she's in the Ara. But since he didn't defame her until she became a Bogeret, so the law of Motsi Shemra with Malkut and the hundred does not apply. Since his defaming only came after she became a Bogeret, he does not have Malkut and he does not have to pay the hundred. He Oh, but if it was true what he was saying, so both her and the witnesses that were disproven against her go to the Beta Sekila, they get Sekila. Now this statement obviously does not make any sense. Because in the case where she's guilty, so therefore either she's going to get sikila and the witnesses that testified are, are innocent. They're not going to get sikila. How do you have a case where both her and the witnesses that testified against her get sikila? The witnesses only get sikila if she is innocent. So I can let say, he so the Gemara answers, He vizomemeas hakadarach. The Gemara questions, what do you mean? He vizomemeas hakadarach. Can it be both her and the witnesses get sekila? Ela, oi, o zomemea, magdimim lebeta sekila. Which means it's o, o. O, she gets sekila in the case where she's guilty. Or in the case where she wasn't guilty, the Adim that tried to kill her, they're going to get sekila. But we have a question. The question already is established. You see over here, even though now what uh, she committed the uh, crime when when she was a Nara. and then she got married uh, as a uh, bogeret, and still you're saying what the punishment is sekida. So you see that you go after the time of the sin. You don't go after the time of what she is now. Let's read the question in Nashi. That she says the beta sekida, it's three lines before they get wide. Alma, Afalgav de Ishtane Gufa, even though she changed, the Ilu Zanai Hashtaf, she would commit Znut now. As a Bogeret, she would be punished by what? Bat Heneki. We don't say the death penalty changed. She still gets Sekida. So the case of Motsi Shemla is a direct contradiction to the case of Shila. I'll review the contradiction. The case of Sheila was in a situation where she was a Ne'ara and she committed Znut. It means Ne'ara Me'orasa, there was witnesses. There were witnesses, she committed Znut. And then what? She became a Bogeret. She's still an Arusa, but she became a Bogeret. And what's the deen? Henek. Because bottom line, if she would have done it now as a Bogeret, she gets Henek. So therefore, now that they're judging it, she gets the punishment of Henek. So you could say the law of since her body changed, it was a physical change in her body, so the punishment changes as well. I think Abraham says, Motsi Shemra is not like that. Because <coughs> you see Motsi Shemra, a similar case, where what? She was a Ne'ara, Ne'orasa, and she was Zinta, and then what? She got married. When she got married, she became a Bogeret, and the guy was Motsi Shemra'ana. Now, even though right now she would commit this newt 
the punishment is cherek, still you're going to backdate it and give her sekira. So you see, even though ishtane gufa, lo ishtane katana, that's the Gemara's question. So Rabah comes along and says, oh wait, you have no question. Amar Rabah, says, Motsi Shemra Kamart. You bring in a question from Motsi Shemra? Shani Motsi Shemra. Motsi Shemra is different. The Hidushu. The whole law of Motsi Shemra is a Hidush. Why? The Han Nichnesa Lechupa Velo Nibela Bealma. A regular case. Not a case of Motsi Shemra. A regular case where a guy got married to a girl and then she committed Znut. Vizinta. Behenek. If he's after already Nisu'in, what's the punishment of a lady like that Zinta? The punishment is Hedek. The Ilu Motsi Shemra Miskila. But Motsi Shemra, it doesn't change, which is even after she gets married and the guy is Motsi Shemra on her, the punishment still goes back to Sekira. So therefore, the whole Deen is a Hedush, which means like this. You're trying to ask a question from Motsi Shemra. Obviously, the mechanics of Motsi Shemra is different. Because in a regular case of Zinta, we see that what? There's a difference between if she was an Arusa, the punishment would be uh, Sekira. If she was a Nisua, the punishment would be Hedek. So therefore, similarly, I can tell you that just like there's a change between Arusa and Nisua, I can tell you there's a change between Ne'ara and Bogeret. That means if she committed the Znut when she was a Ne'ara, and uh, then she became a Bogeret, I'll come and tell you also that what? That since Bogeret the Deen is Chenek, so therefore I'll tell you that she gets Chenek as well uh, now. But by the case of Musi Shemra, you don't see a change, which means there's no difference between Arusa and Nisua. Ben, if she committed it when she was Arusa, and even if she was a Nisu'ah, he was Motsi Shemra, another punishment is still Sikira. So I can argue and say that Motsi Shemra, it's a Hidush. Just like there's no Khalik between Arusa and Nisu'ah, maybe there's no difference between a Na'ara and a Bogeret. That even if, what? She commits the crime when she was a Na'ara and then becomes a Bogeret, she has a change in her body, I'll say, why? You still give it according to the old punishment. So don't bring me an ayah from that. So comes the Gibran says, and let's read that inside now. First wide line, Motsi Shemra Ka'amart. Le'utbe. You want to ask from Motsi Shemra, Asarha ul-Besof Bagra? To the case of where she was Zinta, when she was in the Aradam, became a Bogere, the Tani Tana, the Aidi Bebaula, Aidi Bebet Abiyah, when she was Arusa. Shani Mita Haba'a al Hotsa'at Shemra. There's a difference between the punishment that comes that when she got married, already the whole law is a Hiddush. And we don't say that since if she would have done it now, she gets Hedek, that she gets Hedek. We say that even though she would do it now, she would get Hedek, still we backdated from the time of the sin. So the Gemara's logic is just like there's no Hiddush. Pay attention to what I'm saying. It. Just like there's no Hiddush by Moshe Shemra between Arusa and Nisu'ah, so too I'll say there's no difference between Ne'ara and Bogeret. Just like a change in status between Arusa and Nisu'ah doesn't change the law, that she's still going to get Sekira, so too I'll tell you what, that even though let's say she committed when she was a Ne'ara, now she became a Bogeret, I'll tell you there's no status, she still gets Sekira. So you have no Ra'ayat to the case of 
a case of a sarha. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Amar le Ravuna bered Rav Yoshua le Rava Dilma ki hadit Rahmana hechadilo ishtane gufa. Maybe the Torah's kiddush that what she always gets sekila. That's when her body didn't change, which means the Gemara wants to say maybe there's a difference between status change between arusa nisua to physical body change. Amal hechad ishtane gufa lo hadit Rahmana, which means like this. You tell me it's a chidush. Yeah, where did the Torah say it's chidush? That even though she was an arusah when she when allegedly she committed this uh, znut, now she's a nisuah, and the guy's being motzi shemra on her at that time, which means even though she, if she would do it at that time, she's punishable by chenek, the chidush of motzi shemra still she gets sekira. Good. That's a chidush in the Torah, by the way. That's a big chidush. That even though her status changed, she's still going to get sekira. But maybe the chidush was only said the gaber. A status change, not by a physical <coughs> body change. Which I'll tell you, because that case was she was an Ara before and she was an Ara after. But who told you maybe when it's a physical change in her body, which means when she went from an Ara to a Bogere, maybe the deen should be like the case of Sarha, that she should get the punishment of now. That just like Sarha gets Henek, that the Ara that the Notisha should also get. Chenek. Aye, but the question is, you see, not like that. Because the Braitha clearly says that when she was in the Aran and committed this dude, then she became a Bogeret and got married, she still gets Sekila. So you see, the law is not like that. So you have a question now. We have a stira between two statements. When it comes to a Ne'aram, Ne'orasah that committed Znut, and then she became a Bogeret, she's Ne'aram, Ne'orasah. She committed Znut, she became a Bogeret, still the deen is she gets Henek. We go according to what she is now. But by the case of Mutsi Shemra, she was an Ara. She got married, she became a Bogeret, and the guy was Mutsi Shemra, and she was guilty. And what's the punishment? Sekila. So you see what? We don't make a Hiluk between, uh, even in the, in the change of the physical body, still the Braita says that what? She's going to get the original punishment. So we have a contradiction between the two laws. I want to explain you the question just so you hear it one more time again. The Gebarat thought to ask the question from Na'aram or Azad, the case of Zinta, to the case of Motsi Shemra. By the case of Na'aram or Azad, she's Zinta, that's the case of Sarha, which Mamash committed the crime. We say what? And even though she's a. Uh, she committed when she's a Na'ara, her punishment is Henek, because right now she's a Bogeret. If she wouldn't have done it when she's a Bogeret, she gets Henek. So therefore, now that you're trying as a Bogeret, she gets Henek. Aye, but you see, Motsi Shemna is not like that. Where do you see that? Because you see in the case over here that what? That a Bogeret. She was a Na'ara, she's in Ta, she became a Bogeret and got married, and still you see the punishment is Sekira. So Rabbi tried to say, nah, it's different, because you see, there's no chiluk over between Arusa and Nisu'ah by Motsi Shemra. That even if she's a Nisu'ah and she would commit it now, she gets punished, still the punishment is a... Um, even if she stayed in the Arah throughout, still the punishment is Sekira. So just like there's no change between Arusa and Nisu'ah, I can tell you there's no change between Nara and Bogeret. So comes the who told you? Maybe the whole Hindus of the Torah is Dafka when she stays in Nara to Nara, but maybe when it's a physical change, maybe in the Khanami, the physical change will, will, will necessitate she gets the punishment of now. But still, you see that the writer says she still gets Sikila even in the case where she's a Bogeret. So you see what? Even in the physical change, you go according to 
what it was. Oh, so how do you reconcile the stida? So the Gemara says, you're right. The only way to reconcile it is, you have to say that this mahlot, in this subject of when she changes physically, does it change the status of the punishment? That's actually a mahlokit. Today, like the Gemara will now bring the raya. Now let's read it in uh, Rashi. Let's read the Rashi going back to this whole subject. Let's read the Rashi de Hidushu. Okay, starting uh, three lines uh, after they get wide. The whole law of Botishma is a Hidush. That what? Velo Amrina ba Mishum de Ishtane Gufa. That's the way I got about changes it. The Izan Ayashta Batreneki, Nema Ishtane Katala, the Hak does not be Narut. Which is by Botishma, we say that even though she committed the crime now when she's a uh, um, married, we still say what? She gets Sikira. Uh, uh, Based on when she was a Nara, we don't say that if she would have done it now, she gets panic. We always go date it back to when the sin was. Regular case of a girl. She's a Nara. Which means if a Nara got married and now committed suit, the punishment is what? Panic. So therefore, what the ilus and I hashtaf? She committed zinut when she got married. This now hara chenikum. Tikau even nechnesal lechupa afapish lonef ela. But even though she didn't have biayat, once already she got married, her punishment turns into chenik. Which means the law is like this: for a lady to get sekila, you need three things. She has to be a nara, she has to be a betula, and she has to be uh, not married. That's the only time a nara and morasa gets sekila. But once she's married already. Her punishment is Hanik. Good. So her punishment changes. Now when she's married, So you see what? That her status doesn't change, which means even though she went from engaged, now she got married, still you punish her according to the deen of when she was engaged. We want to say the when it comes to a physical change. Then he said, Just like from engaged to marriage doesn't make a difference, maybe from Na'arut to Magnut doesn't make a difference. So the Gemara who told you, maybe the Torah's Hidush was only said by when she was a Na'ara throughout, and now you made a Motishna when she's married, I'll punish her. But maybe when it's a physical change, there should be a difference. And still the Brayta says, there is no difference. So you see what? That we have a contradiction. That even when she becomes a, she was an Ara, and then she's a Bulgarian, still you're going to punish her for Sikira. That shows her that well, even a physical change to punish her according to what she was. That goes against the Deen of uh, Shira. So next Rashi, Vedil Maki Hadid Kilomar. Har Ayad Maitina Mistamotzi Shemra Lekan Rav Ayay. Which is the only reason why you're not punished, you're giving her the old punishment if she didn't change in her physical body. She was a ne'ara throughout. Good. So that's why, that's the Hanush of the Torah, that when she doesn't change physically, she's a ne'ara throughout. Now she's married and the husband claims that she's a, she was a, she's motzi, she was, he was motzi shemana, whatever it is, she's, she's claiming that she wasn't a betula. Then I'll say what? You give her the old punishment. Who told you? Maybe when she actually had a physical change, maybe the Torah was not mehadesh in such a case that what? That you should give her the old uh, punishment. But still you see in the Braitha, what? That what? You do give her the old punishment. That shows you what? That even though Ishtane Gufa, 
Lo ishtane dina, which is against the dina of Shila that said what ishtane gufa ye ishtane. So therefore, the Gemara is back to a question. The Gemara wants to say, you're right. It's indeed a machloket tanaim, as the Gemara now is going to show the machloket tanaim. The Gemara comes out like this. This whole subject of ishtane gufa, ishtane katala is actually a machloket amongst the tanaim. That's really the conclusion of the Gemara. It's a machloket amongst the tanaim. Some say, when you ishtane gufa, the death changes. And some say, no, even though ishtane gufa, lo ishtane katana. Uh, let's see where you see this mahloket. So the Gemara says, Ditnan, we have a Mishnah. We have a law like this. You have a hidyot, hidyot's a regular guy. A regular guy commits a sin. He has to be a korban khatat. What's the sin of a regular uh, guy? A regular guy brings a sin, either a keves or a sa'ir. Okay, whatever he wants to bring. However, let's say a person is a Nasi, he's a king of Israel, or he is a Kohen Gadol, and he commits the same sin, so he has to bring a different type of Qurban. Their Qurban, as she tells us, is... Uh, as she tells us... Right, the Nasi brings a Sa'ir, and the Mashuah, Kohen Mashuah brings a Par. For our purpose, you have to know that a Kohen... Gadol or a Nasi does not bring the same Qurban as a regular guy. So now we're going to talk about an interesting case. Let's say a guy committed a sin when he was a regular guy. But before he brought the Qurban, they nominated him to become the Nasi. Or they nominated him to become the Kohen Gadol. So now which Qurban does he bring? Is the Qurban of a Hijot or is the Qurban of the Nasi? So the Qurban says the case here. Detan, Hatu, they sinned, Ad Shelon Nitmanu. Before they got appointed. What are the regular Hijot talk? Vinitmanu, and how he got appointed. Now, as she understands, this is a case of Ishtane Gufa. When you go from a Hidyot to a Nasi, that's like a change in the Guf. That's similar to a case of a Na'ara becoming like a Bogeret. So, what's the deen? Harehen ke Hidyotot. They bring the Qurban of a Hidyot. So, what do you see over here? This opinion obviously is holding that even though Ishtane Gufa, no Ishtane Dina. That even though they're changed, their law doesn't change. They bring it according to what they were at the time of the sin. Rabbi Shimon says different. Well, if they found out that they committed the sin before they were appointed, which is they sinned, they realized they sinned before they got appointed. Then they bring a regular command of a hijot. Because you have the sin and the yidi'ah of the sin both at the time of hijot. But if they found out about the sin only after they got appointed, peturim, they're patu from anything. Because here you have a case where the yidi'ah, the sin is at one stage, and the yidi'ah, the sin is at a, another stage. Now the sin is reviewed to be Shimon's opinion. If the yidi'ah, and the chet, and the yidi'ah was done when they were hijotot, that means they committed a sin when they were hijot, and they found out about the sin when they were hijot. They found out about it as well. Then the Bishmot says, bring in a korban as a hijot. But let's say, at the time of the hijot stage, they didn't know that they, that they sinned. They sinned, but it was a shogeg. They didn't realize that they committed a sin. And they didn't find out about the fact that they sinned until they became a kohen or a nasi. So then the Bishmot says, what? Yipatur. Okay, why? Because for the Bishmot, technically you need the yidi'ah, and the chet in the same 
at your stage to bring a korban. So in this case, you don't bring any korban. So the Gemara says, oh, so the Gemara wanted to say that the Bishamun obviously holds, Ishtane gufa, Ishtane dina. You see what you go after now. Because bottom line, he, he's saying, well, you don't go after you, the korban of a hijot. You don't bring the korban of a hijot. So the Gibraltar says, wait, but you have no idea from Rabbi Shimon. Imur Rabbi Shimon dazil af patar All you see according to Rabbi Shimon is that what? That you also go after the Yidi'ah after now. Which is Rabbi Shimon, you're going after both. You're going after before. And you're going after because you're patu from the Korban. The azil batar yidi'ah velo azil batar hata'ah mishamatleh. How do you know that he only goes after the Yidi'ah, the time of now? Which is, you have no idea for the Bishmot to say, Ishtane gufa, Ishtane katala, that you go after now. If you would go after now, according to the Bishmot, you'd bring a Qurban of a Kohen. You'd bring a Qurban of a uh, Hidyot. But it doesn't say that. He goes after both. So really, you didn't bring a Mahluk at Tanaim on this subject. So the Gibbara says, if he really held that you go according to what it is now, he should bring a korban for what he is now, meaning, if he's a coin god, he brings a par, so therefore you still do not bring this mahluk at tanaim. I repeat again, we tried to bring a mahluk at tanaim over on this subject. So Tanakama is beautiful. Because Tanakama says, what? The guy committed a sin when he was in Hedyot, uh, uh, and then he was uh, in the interim, before he brought the korban, he was elevated to a... Uh, Nasi. So what does he say? You bring the korban according to when he was a hedyot. Beautiful. That means what? Even though ishtane gufa, lo ishtane katala, lo ishtane dina. You go back to the time of the item. This is the time of the, 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 the sin. Beautiful. The bishop comes and says, no, patur. Oh, so we assume patur because you go according to, to now. No, but wait to give us the riff. You're going to go according to what it is now. So bring bring a korban as a nasi. So obviously he's not holding now. This is a different law. This is another law by korban that says according to the Mishimon that to bring a korban as a nasi you have to have the yidiah and the hit in the same in the same stage. And since you had the hit in the stage of hijot and the yidiah in the stage of nasi, that's why you patur. But you have no idea that the Mishimon holds that you go according to to now. So we're back to the question. What is the what is the mahlukat on this subject? So the Gibbara answers in its final answer. Rabbi Hanan told the Tana, Tani Tidon Biskila. Change the statement of above. Which means we till now learned you have a case of a Nara, that she committed snoot when she was a Nara, right? And then what we say, she gave me it. So what we say the punishment is? We said the punishment is Henek. So now we're coming along and say, no, say the punishment is Sekira. And therefore you're always going back. You're always going, which is been in the case of Sarha, then in the case of Mutsi Shemra, you always go from the time of the sin, when the sin was committed, finished. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no tushitot over here. You always go from the early time. Look at Rashi. Yeah, exactly like we said. The Amai, the Gebra explains. 
מערה המאורסה אמר רחמנה והבוגרתי. Bottom line, the Torah says, who gets sikira if she's zinta? A ne'ara. Right now she is a bogeret. So give us a question. How could she give her sikira? She's not a bad sikira. She's a bogeret. Amar v'l'amar kira, ha-ne'ara, ha-ne'ara she-hayta kevar. When it says by the case of a ne'ara, me'orasaj zinta, it says ha-ne'ara, the one that was a ne'ara. So therefore, even though right now she's not a ne'ara, since she committed this loot at the time of Na'arut, that's already enough to be guilty. Even though now she's a... We'll get it. Oh, Amalina Fahina Kibra has a question now. According to this logic... If that's so... Milkana melilke Umeaselana melishlam what do we say by the case of Mutsi Shemla? By the case of Mutsi Shemla, we said, no, no, once she becomes a Bogeret, that's it, don't pay. What do you mean? I thought you said, Hanaraz, tell me she was. It goes after the time. Everything goes after the time of uh, when the sin was committed. So therefore, bottom line was, he was Mutsi Shemla on her from the time of the Na'ara stage. And Na'ara, he should pay the hundred, he should get Malkut. Be consistent. So Gebra says, so who, who, who's asking this question? That Hanina is telling Rav this question, right? So what is the Vila answer back? Please God save me from such from, from, such, from such a such a question, from such da'at. Which means obviously you ask me such a question, you don't have any understanding of what's going on over here. Save me from such uh, lack of understanding. So uh, the other rabbi comes back, the Fahira comes back to the Vila and says, God just save me from your thinking over there, which means I'm asking you a good question. You're not giving me an answer. So what's the real Hiluk? So Amar Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Abin Vetim Bar Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Abba Zu Ma'aseh HaGarmula Vezeakimat Sefatav Garmulo Let's go according to the sin. When you're punishing the girl, you're punishing her for her deeds. When did her deeds take place? When she was an Ara. What Nara gets Sekina? When you're punishing the guy, the husband, who, you, who you're giving him Malkut and you're giving him uh, uh, the hundred, hundred payment, what are you punishing for? For his, for his uh, false uh, testimony. When was his false testimony made? When she was a Bogeret. So therefore, punish each one according to their, uh, to their sin. And the Gabbana explains. Zu ma'asea garmula kishihi zanai na'ara zanai. She committed to so when she was a na'ara. Veze akimat sefatat garmulo. And this, his lips caused them. Emat ka mehayev ha'ishata so therefore, Gibran has a very good logic. He gave his false testimony, which was a Bogeret. Which is a Bogeret. There's no deen of Me'ah, uh, and there's no deen of... Uh, there's no deen of Malkut. Uh, good. So basically, the Gibran's conclusion, and that's the conclusion of this piece, is that what? That normally, you will always go back to the time of the Na'ara stage. Which means, go re, uh, re-text Sheila's original statement. Sheila's statement was Sarha. Change it. Scratch that text. Put it. Because bottom line, you go it at the time of the sin. And since she committed it at the time of the sin, she was in the Allah, that's when she committed this loot. She gets the sikira. Similarly, similarly, you see what? 
by the case of Motsi Shimra. That what? When a guy gets married, okay? And uh, I'll tell you, she's a Bogeret uh, now. And he comes along and says, What? He comes along, Oh, listen, no Matsati Betulin. I mean, she did something when she was a Ne'ara uh, from before. I'll come and tell you the deen is what? Sekila. And therefore, what? You see, you always go according to the time of the sin. Oh, so the Gibbara says, Oh, it's always going to the time of the sin. Then how come in that bright that said, he doesn't pay the... Uh, and, and what's the proof of the Gibbara? Hanara. Hanara meaning when she was a Ne'ara, even though she's not a Ne'ara now. Ah, so you're going on the back dating? So no back dating? How come you don't give the guy a Malkut? How come you don't give the guy a hundred uh, coins as to pay? Gibbara's answer to that is... Because, bottom line, his akimats fatayim, his sin of false claiming his wife is uh, was now when she's a bogeret. Bogeret is no deen. Her sin, but was when she was an aras. It was an aras she's going to get sekila. That's the gemaraz uh, back and forth. That's the shaklavet taria. Tarabanan. We have a bright. Ne'aram orasa shizinta, ne'aram orasa, she committed znut, sokdinota al petah petabia. Good, we learned that. You're stoned you're, you're, you're by her father's house. Ena petah betaav, she doesn't have a petah betaav, she doesn't have a father that has a house, let's say. Sokdinota petah shara'ir. Okay, so you take her to the uh, gate of the city, and you slaughter by the gate of the city. You're stoned by the gate of the city. Hey. And the case where you have, let's say, a majority Goim living in the city, then you don't go to the gate of the city, because it's not your city. So then you go to the gate of the Betin. Good. Similarly, we have a law. Similarly, a person that worships Avodah Zarah. So you have to take him and stone him by the gate of the city where he... Worship Avodah Zarah, not by the gate where the Betin is, by the gate of the city of his sin. of the Kuchavim, in case, of course, the case where the majority of the people living are Goim, then the Deen is what? Suklino Toad Petah Betin. Then you take him and you stone him by the Petah Betin. So the Gibra says, Mina Ane Mide. Which means, how do you know these laws that we just said regarding the stoning by the gates? The Tanur Banan. Sha'areka, we have a pasuk. Now this is talking about over here, Avodah Zarah. Okay, the pasuk is written in Devarim Yudzayin pasuk he. The pasuk says that when somebody commits uh, Avodah Zarah, you'll take the guy, Ashir Asuit Davar el Sha'areka, take him from his gates, where he committed the sin, and go uh, stone him. So the first pasuk says, Sha'areka. Well, Zeh Sha'ar Sha'avadbo. Well, obviously, that's, that's the gate where he, where he committed the sin. Because you're taking him from where he committed the sin. Or maybe it's talking about taking from the gate where he was judged. How do you know in that pasuk that says you'll take him from the gate? Which gate are we talking about? Is it the gate of where he sinned? The gate of the city of where he sinned? Or is it the gate of the city where he was judged? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, Ne'emar she'arecha lemata, ve'ne'emar she'arecha lema'la. We have two back-to-back pasukim that says the word she'arecha. Lema'la obviously is the earlier pasuk, and lemata is the later pasuk. Ma she'arecha amur lema'la, just like in the earlier pasuk, she'ar she'avat bo, it's got to be the gate that he 
the gate of the city that he worshipped, because the pasuk says, you'll take him from the gate. Where, 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 where is he at that point? At the time of the city, he's at the gate of his city. So just like the first Sha'arecha is talking about the gate of the city of where he worshipped, that says, you'll stone him by the gate. Which gate is that? Shar Shabbat Bo. So therefore, we're making a Gezerah Shabbat like Sha'arecha Sha'arecha. In the first pasuk, it says, I'll give you the last one so you end to hear it. The pasuk says like this, Ki You found a guy in one of your cities, one of your gates, Asher Hashem Olecha Noter Nach Isho Isha, Asher Yaseh Tara Be'anei Hashem Elohecha L'avod Berito. You see a guy transgressing Avod Azara. Now what gate is he doing that in? The gate of his city. That's where he commits the sin. So the first Sha'arecha Demal is the gate of his city. Doesn't he commit it by the gate of his city? No? Where did he commit a sin? By, by the gate of your city. By, in, in your city. Next pasuk. The next pasuk, that's the pasuk of, um, that's Lemala. That's the first pasuk. That's actually pasuk bit. Lemata, the second pasuk, says like this. When you take the guy out, so the Gemara says, just like the first gate is the gate of the city, so to the second gate where you're stoning him is the gate of the city where he sinned. So that's how you know you stone him by the gate of his city. Good. Now, we have another Hadush here. Sha'arecha says, your gate, velo sha'arecha of the kochavim. Which means if the city is majority goyim, you don't stone him by the gate because it's not considered your gate. So the Gemara says, Hai Sha'arecha, Hai Afikteh, you used it already. We just do Sha'arecha, Sha'arecha to teach me the gate of the, of the city of the, of the crime. Mm-hmm. And then how could you use Sha'arecha to teach me not the gate of Goyim? So, Imken Lemakra Sha'ar. Because the Pasuk could have just said Sha'ar. My Sha'arecha, Shma'amina Tarte. Okay, beautiful. So we found Avodah Zara Ashkehan, Avodat Kuchavim. Na'aram orasa minalan. How do you know that a na'aram orasa, that what? You stone her. Well, of course, peta, peta biya. But in the case where there's no peta biya, you stone her by the gate of the city of where she committed the crime. And if it's ofdeh kuchavim, so then you do it by the betin. How do you know that law applies to na'aram orasa? Amaravabu, gemar petah mi petah. U petah mi sha'ar. The Sha'ar Mish'arecha. Oh. Let's go slow. By the case of Na'aram Urasa, where you're stoning her, it does not say the word Sha'arecha. It says the word Petah. Okay, good. So watch what I'm going to do now. I found by the Mishkan, by the Mishkan, a totally different place, it says the word Petah. It says by Mishkan, Petah Sha'ar Ehaser. Oh. So I see a place that says Petah by Na'aram Eurasa, and I see a place that says Petah by Mishkan. And by Mishkan it says the word Sha'ar. So therefore, just like by the Mishkan it says Petah Sha'ar, I'll come along and apply the Sha'ar by Na'aram Eurasa. If it says by Na'aram Eurasa, Petah Sha'ar. Oh, once already I have Sha'ar by Na'aram Eurasa, Sha'ar Sha'arecha. I'll go from Sha'ar by Na'aram Eurasa to the Abu which says Sha'arecha, and they will teach me what? Whatever it was, Abdul Zarais, what's the gate of the city of the. where she committed the sin? And uh, if there's no uh, gate meaning it's Abdul Zarais, then it's Rubam of the Kravim, you do it by the Sha'ar Betin. So you got the Dirajah, it's 
פתח ופתח, ופתח משער, ושער משעריך. אוקיי, נקסט דין. תנו לבנן, ויאבא ברייתא. ויאבא ברייתא. המוציא שם רע. אוקיי, בגלל הכסף מוציא שם רע. גם את הכסף מוציא שם רע קליר אגן בויז. זה אגן גאט מארי. comes along and says, well, I didn't find uh, my wife, uh, she's not a uh, betula, and then uh, he's disproven. Okay? There's different ways we're going to see on tomorrow's stuff exactly what's the case of Motsi Shemra, exactly how did he, what was his claim and how was he disproven exactly? How can he be disproven? But we'll see in the Gemara. But let's take it for a simple case. He's claiming she wasn't a betula, and then he, they disproved him. So he gets punished. Look at, he gets Malkut. ונותן מעשלה, and he's got to pay a hundred for disparaging the girl. רבי יהודה אומר, ללקוט לוקה מכל מקום. רבי יהודה אומר, he always is going to get מלכות. however, מעשלה, the hundred, בעל נותן. לא בעל אינו נותן. רבי יהודה makes a חילוק, did he have relations with her or not? So the Buddha says, if he had relations, Baal, and then he was a Motsi Shemra, he got to pay the hundred. No Baal, if he did not have Bi'ah, he doesn't pay the hundred. Which is Masma. Tanakamaz holds what? Ben Baal, Ben No Baal, if he's a Motsi Shemra, you pay, and you get Malkut. However, according to the Buddha, he makes a Hiduk. He says, no, the whole law of Motsi Shemra was only said by what? By Baal. So in the case of Baal, then you pay the hundred. But Lo Baal, then already the only punishment, there's no, there's no, there's no Motsi Shemra on Lo Baal. But you'll get Malkut. And why are we going to get Malkut? Because that's a different law. The Torah says, Lo Telech Rachil. Torah says, you're not allowed to be a slanderer. It's a different law to Aseh. When this guy over here, Stam, is being a Rochel, is being a slanderer on this girl over here, so you're going to get Malkut. Are you going to ask me, but it's a Lav She'en Bo Maaseh? It's just a word, you don't get Malkut for a Lav She'en Bumaseh. Rabbi Yudah says that on a Lav She'en Bumaseh, you do get Malkut. So let's review this Mahlokin, very important Mahlokin. Tanakama says, the law of Motsi Shemra was said, Ben Ba'al, Ben Lo Ba'al. Whether he had relations with his wife or not, and then he's Motsi Shemra, he gets Malkut, why? Because the Torah says, Hidush. But Motsi Shemra gets Malkut. And what? He also has to... Paid a hundred coins. Rabbi Yudah says, no, no, no. The law of Motsi Shemra was only said in the case of Baal. And therefore, Baal, of course you'll get Malkut and you'll pay the hundred. No Baal, no hundred. Because there's no Motsi Shemra in that case. But what? You'll get Malkut for what? For the Lashon Allah. For the Rechilut. Ay Rechilut is a Lav She'embo Ma'aseh. Rabbi Yudah Lashitato, Lav She'embo Ma'aseh. No Kira Alaf. So now the Gibraltar says, these two rabbis, they're arguing a similar argument to the Bili Ezer bin Yaakov and Rabbanan. We're going to see the Mahlokan of the Bili Ezer bin Yaakov and Rabbanan on the next daf. But let's see what the Gemara says now. This is the way the bright learns. Hamutsi Shemra Venoten Measela. Ben Baal. Ben Shelo Ba'al K'Rabbanan Right, the first shita of the Brayta When it says That a person You get Lokeh and you Mishalem Ben Ba'al Ben Lo Ba'al Let's find the Rabbi's opinion Which we're going to see later on Rabbi Yudha Omer Lilkot Lokeh Mikol Makom Malkut you're always going to get Me'asela Ba'al Noten Lo Ba'al Eno Noten 
Kribbelezer ben Yaakov, beautiful, which at this point we understand Kribbelezer ben Yaakov says what? That the law of Motsi Shemna was only said when? In the case of Baal. So in the case of Baal, you're going to pay the hundred and you're going to get Malkut. Without Baal, there's no hundred because the law of Motsi Shemna was not said, but you're still going to get Malkut for the Lotelech Rachil aspect. And you have to say that Kribbelezer ben Yaakov must hold that what? Even though it's a Lav She'im Bumaseh, Lav She'im Bumaseh, looking Alaf. That's the first version. I repeat. Braita, read Braita again. Tanu Rabbanan. Motsi Shemra loke venoten me'asela. At this point, the Gebra is understanding when it says loke venoten me'asela. Ben Baal, ben Shelo Baal. Whether he had bi'ah or no bi'ah, the Motsi Shemra applies, and therefore he always has to get Malkut, and he always pays the hundred. That's the Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi Uda comes along and says no. Loki, you're always going to get. But Baal, you paid a hundred. That's what Moshe Shemra was said. And Eno, no Baal, no hundred. That's going to go like the Ezra and Yaakov's opinion. That's going to say what? That the law only applies by Baal. And then we have two shitot in the bright. You have Rabbanan shita and Ezra and Yaakov shita. How can you say anything if you didn't get to sleep? Okay, question is going to come up on the next day. Ika de Amri, fair question. Ika de Amri, we have another version. I can say this whole Braita is all the Bili Ezra bin Yaakov. How? Vachi Kamar. Hamotsi Shemra loke venoten me'asela. Vehu Shebaal. Which means, the first version of the, the novel in this Braita like this, when it said loke meshalem, I'll say it's only in the case of Baal. So even in the first opinion is Dafka according to the Bili Ezra Yaakov. And what's the logic? The Lodge will tell you like this, that when do you get Lokeo Mishalem, Davka, Baal? Because the law of Motsi Shemra was only said by Baal. Aye, and if there was no Bi'ah, so according to the Bi'ah Ezra Yaakov in this version, you're not going to get not Malkut and not uh, Me'ah. Well, not Me'ah because it's not Motsi Shemra. And not Malkut, because this verse is going to alter the Bidah. Ezra Yaakov says, you don't get Malkut for a lav she'en bo ma'aseh. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, lilkot lokeh mikol makom. And Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, no, 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 no. I agree with you, that the law of Moshe Shemra was only said by Bi'ah, but Malkut you're always going to get regardless for the law telech lachil. So the only difference between the two versions is, is in the first version, the way we're learning, where only Rabbi Ezra bin Yaakov says what? That you're always going to get the Malkut because of lotelech lachil. In the second version we're saying no. Rabbi Ezra said that the law of Motsi uh, Shemra was only said by Baal, and that's the only time you pay a hundred and get Malkut. If there was no B'ai you get Nothing, not even Malkut, because uh, he doesn't go with the Slot Rechachi, because Slav Shemba Maaseh. And then the Biudan, the second version comes on and says, No, no, little coach you always get, because he also Rechachi, the Slav Shemba Maaseh, you get Malkut. Baruch Hashem, I know that.